This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with 50 as in popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, cause Doug loves movies. Hey everybody, welcome to I'm Doug, and I love movies. I love the crap out of them. Uh, oh good, good. My guest has arrived. Excellent. I have to uh, talk a little first before I bring him out, but I'll, I'll make this quick. Uh, there's lots of great... We're coming to you live at the UCB Theater in front of a live audience. Our biggest yet, I believe, or close to it. And uh, if they do lots of great shows here at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater, so if you like laughing and shit, go to ucbtheater.com for more details of shows here at UCB. I just wanted to tell a quick story before I bring out the guest uh, today. Um, I, uh, you know, I go to movies a lot, and um, here's a fun thing you can do if the opportunity presents itself. I was at the movies with my friend Ken one time, and a fellow sat down in front of us, and the movie had started, and the theater was dark, and when he sat down, some change fell out of his pockets, and the guy got down on his hands and knees and picked up the change off of the disgusting movie theater floor. He must have had some, like, 
pirate doubloons or something in there that he didn't want to lose. And uh, got back up into his seat, and uh, a few minutes later, Ken and I dropped all of our change under his seat, and the guy did it again. And didn't seem to notice that he suddenly had a lot more change. All right, my guest today on I Love Movies is a very talented writer, performer, director, denture wearer. I'm, just, I'm kidding. <laughs> he's actually got he doesn't have dentures he's got two movies that he directed coming out which is two more than I have please welcome from Mr. Show Larry Sanders and lots of other funny stuff Bob Odenkirk everybody hey. Hey. hello world wide web <laughs> <laughs> did one of your kids give you that line look at this table it's a nice table but this is... It's not Doug Loves this, Tables, so if you could... Is this a real fake table? You could whip it around, too. It's a real fake table. Wow. And you can, you can uh, hold that if you'd, oh. if you'd like, because then you'll be, be more on it. Wow. That's the microphone, great. I should say. Listeners right. don't know. How was Paget? Paget was awesome, and uh, this was all we talked I about. I didn't ask you how she looked. I'm going to move on to... Oh, she looked great. But she was on last week, and uh, oh my God. now this is this week. Feels like it's been a week since then. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of, I do a lot of talk up top. So, have you been to I'll the, do a week, <laughs> then you come out. <laughs> uh, have you been to the movies lately? I know you're busy making them. Have you actually I gone did, out to the cinema? I, I saw The Departed yeah. by Martin Scorsese. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> any, uh, any thoughts on that, or would you rather drop uh, it? No. Oh, you know, I thought it was... Uh, Thank God uh, he used Gimme Shelter again. Oh Might as well just... God. I can't believe he didn't use it in, uh, you know, that one, the, the <laughs> Gangs of New York. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Boy, the music was like... Christ. Music was like somebody fell asleep with the records on, with the jukebox, their <laughs> finger on, like, play all. <laughs> Just throughout yeah. the whole, you know, these scenes. It was scenes a pretty people, awful bar. Yeah. That happened. Yeah. It was, uh, we got all the music from Scorsese's earlier work. <laughs> Go ahead. You can use it. <laughs> you know, it was all his old, I, I don't know, look, you know. I was uh, reading, I was reading in Entertainment I, Weekly, he said he was inspired to use Gimme Shelter again because he heard it in a guy's car stereo when he was walking down the street. He was trying to think of what song to use, and he heard it, and he goes, that's the one! That one I've used twice before! Yeah, I know. The music uh, really was... it was hackneyed Scorsese music. Yeah, it was not that, good. Except it was for the Dropkick Murphy song, was really felt like a awesome mistake. It, it really felt like I'm watching a rough cut, and they forgot to change out that music. Yeah, um, and they also accidentally left in that final shot. Uh, which was the final shot? You know that. You don't want to give globed it building and the rat running running oh, around. Oh, <laughs> that was from a Mr. Show sketch. <laughs> that was sketch level of movie making. <laughs> Um, but overall, were there things about it you liked, though? I, I, you know, the I performances were loads of fun, and he's still fun with the camera, doing things that make uh, that make the shots that, that are dynamic and really entertaining to watch. Mm-hmm. And uh, then that's the end of it. <laughs> so, you know, I mean, it's <laughs> weird. It's, it's like I, I, 
there's certain people who are proficient, very proficient at movie making. Like, I think Wes Anderson's last movie, too, is one that, like, I can watch. Like, I think I could watch The Departed. Like, I could watch 15-minute increments of that, like, all the time. All the time. On cable or whatever. Yeah, yeah. but I don't need to see the whole thing because it doesn't amount to anything and it yeah. doesn't really... When it's over, build. you go, really? That's, yeah. that's the story they wanted to tell. Yeah. Yeah, so... That pretty much everyone... It's, it's, it's great that he's so dies. good that he can make any 10 minutes awesome. Like, every 10 minutes is great, but end-to-end, end they don't really get you anything. I'm start- yeah, I'm starting to feel that way about all of his movies. Oh, Scorsese? Yeah, I mean, oh, there's a couple that God. beginning to end work perfectly, right. but he is, you're right, it is fun to watch parts of his movies. Well, that's pretty good, though. <laughs> that's really good. Because I've made three movies, and I wouldn't say uh, you could watch any ten minutes of all of them, and, they'd, and it would be equally entertaining. Well, I, I don't. You, you know, I don't want to start limit a fight. it way, way down. I don't want to f- have a fight. No, with I mean, you, well, but what people I, but are. Melvin gifted. goes to dinner. I, I can watch any. <laughs> I can watch any ten minutes of that because the, that, the, the conversation is really that's interesting. True. That's true, but there's a lot. The parts that aren't conversation aren't so great. But the conversation is great. Blyden wrote it really. really I agree with you on that. It's kind of like one of those things where it's a great little thing to pop into. You stop anywhere and you yeah, start yeah. watching, and it's in. It's entertaining. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyways, I mean, look, you know, I'm just trying. I'm just learning. I really well, am. Yeah. I well, feel that's... like I'm just really learning, and I hope I get a chance to get good. Look, and you know, Scorsese, when I these the movies... first few out of the box for him weren't so great. <laughs> you know, mean Streets, Taxi Driver. He wasn't good <laughs> right at the beginning. Special. It took nothing him a few. <laughs> took him some time. I, you know, but I've never been gifted at anything I've done. Like, my s- scenes at Saturday Night Live are like, if you w- saw the first three years of my scenes, you would ask me to leave and tell me, <laughs> I'm sorry, you're no good. I mean, it really took me a long time to learn. I wanted to learn. I had, a, you know, energy about it. I felt like I could learn it. But uh, I also could feel while I was doing it, like, God, I have such a long way to go. And not in a fake... Uh, false humility way, which a lot of people have, uh, who are who have achieved anything. That whole thing, like, I don't know why you like me, you know. Right. You know, there's so many stars who are like, "What? You like me? Yes. Your movies make two hundred million dollars. They fucking like you. Stop <laughs> acting like you don't get it. You should be one of the first to know that you're charismatic. But that yeah. should strike you at some point right. and, during but, the process. Just in a really simple, honest way, like. I know that I, I really have faith that if I can make a couple movies, there will come one that is really solid, beginning to end. But I do. I just feel like I need to. I I need to learn, and uh, so anyhow, it's well, hard. So opening November twenty second, which uh, is right around the time that this podcast will be running. Let's go to prison. Let's go to prison. A lot of fun. A lot of fun to shoot that movie. We shot in a prison near where I grew up. Uh, a huge stone edifice uh, that when I was a kid, my dad drove us by this prison. Like when I was like seven or eight Mm -hmm. before my dad left. (laughs) (laughs) Boo-hoo! And... uh, (laughs) What does that have to do with movies? Yeah, I know. And as he... Get back on point. It's only a good story for a movie. Uh. (laughs) No, make a comedy about prison. So he drove you by, is he it, what, drove is it Joliet? I, by Joliet Correctional Facility, right on the road that I used when we were shooting it, drove many times to go to the prison to shoot. And uh, he, he, I remember when 
when we were looking for locations and somebody said, what about Joliet? I was like, oh, shit, that would be awesome. I know that prison from outside. And, I, and he drove us by when I was a kid, and he said, boys, that's a prison. And that's it. You know, and I, I saw it, and you're this close, <laughs> and I remembered it forever. And then when I went back to shoot the movie, I was like, that road that we drove, we must have been going somewhere. It must have been inadvertent that we were driving by the prison. But what I realized when I went there to shoot was like he went out of his way. Yeah, it's not. That's There's not on no the way to There's no reason to drive down that road unless you want to show somebody a prison, <laughs> a boy, an impressionable couple of boys. Did it look that bad from the outside? Yeah, it's a lot of lot it's of barbed wire and scary. Oh, okay. It is like. And they shot, uh, they shot Prison Break there as well, right? They did. We actually used some of their sets, which was saved us a lot of money. We made this movie very cheap. It was an independent film uh, that Universal bought. It's the They say, they've told me it's the cheapest movie that Universal's ever bought. But I don't believe that because uh, I got to believe in the 30s you could make a movie for less than $5 million. <laughs> <laughs> you could make like a huge budget film, you know. <laughs> Yeah, maybe uh, they just lost the paperwork. And but, but yeah, I think they meant the, as far as like, uh, you know, with inflation and stuff. It, it's, it was an independent film, and, and Universal's releasing it as a Universal film, not as a like. Uh, but I found out today it's not going to be reviewed. What does that tell you? That usually means P.U. Yeah. But, but there are exceptions. Snakes on a Plane turned out to be <laughs> terrific. You know what Without I, being screened for you, the critics, you know what I think though. It's it's I think they're, um, it's like uh, I think people are going to respect the acting's fantastic. There's some great lines, and you know it moves along. The story gets a little thick at times and trips over itself a few times. Do you but, give it a thumbs up or a thumbs down? Oh, I give it a thumbs up. <laughs> oh, I give it a thumbs up. I but love how I honest you are about it, though. It's, it's, you know, it's out right now. People listening to this could, could run out to see it. Well, I don't know if they need to run, like, but eh, you probably you need know. to get out there within the first two weeks. Do you think any... <laughs> unless, unless you want to only, you know, if you want to pay $3 to see it at the second run place. That's true. That's fun. But uh, I think it's going to be fun, and it's neat that they're programming it on Thanksgiving because it really is a mean little movie. It's really? funny and mean. And you know, it's funny because I tell comedy writers about the movie and I go, the thing about it is it's just so mean. I mean, all the characters in it are assholes, like all of them. And they all just want to hurt each other. And you know what? None of them grow. Not one of them <laughs> grows. And all my comedy writer friends are like, yeah, great. I like it. I want to see that movie. Yeah, Everything I'm real... saying that is like, I don't know if it's ever America's going to go for it. And then they hear... Keep talking. It's great. Sounds great. But uh, I think that's, I, it really, the script appealed to me uh, because of all those things. It was surprising and, you Well, it's know, surprising the way just from the title because, like, every prison movie is about trying to get out. Right. And finally, you've made a prison movie saying, let's go to prison. Right, right. <laughs> let's get up in there and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, there's and, and then and, the people I, are probably do, upset about what happens. Yeah, and I do think there's like great, really great performances. Michael Shannon is in it. Shy McBride, they're fantastic. Michael Shannon, the guy that was in Bug off Broadway, he was in Bug, and now off he's Broadway. in the movie version of that. I just and, read that. Today. Oh yeah, and he was also in Oliver Stone's recent film. 
Yeah, I saw that guy yeah. walking down the street one time, and he's he's, he's a serious dude. He's serious. Well, he's a scary dude in my movie. <laughs> I basically said to everybody, just play it straight. Just be serious about mm-hmm. this. So, and they were. Dax Shepard is amazing. He's really funny and really intense. I love that guy. Did you see? Uh, he's great. Zathura. No, I didn't. He's really good. In I heard he's great. I'm I not heard kidding. He's the best you. thing. Uh, yeah, I, I don't understand why that movie was. Uh, why people weren't into it. Really? Yeah, I think. People must have had a beef with John Favreau. He must have done something to them. You know, I feel like um, so they skipped it. It's a really good family they, movie. It just didn't. the The preview I saw and it just sort of didn't sink in. It like didn't hit. It's weird. And our trailer for Let's Go to Prison is really working. I mean, people love it. People are happy. Yeah, really happy. So I honestly, it's a good little movie. It, it is. I'm proud of it. And then this new film I just did, The Brother Solomon, mm-hmm. is like 180 degrees. From that, in that it's extremely sweet, extremely lighthearted, and uh, were you tempted to go 360 degrees? Well, no, just right back to no, no. Like more of the same. No, that'll be the next one. The brother Solomon go to prison. I'm just gonna flip flop. <laughs> and uh, who's in Brother Solomon? It's also Will Arnett, right? Will Arnett. Uh, now, uh, interesting. It's the entire cast is people named Will. Am I right? No. Oh, Will Forte and Will two. Arnett. Oh, okay. And then uh, Shy McBride again, also. His real name is Will. Both those William. guys uh, are in both it the films made. I've done. And uh, um, Kristen Wiig and Mullen Ackerman. And uh, Who's Mullen Ackerman? Mullen Ackerman. Uh, oh, geez. She was in um, The Comeback. Which I didn't see much of. Oh, the uh, blonde beautiful. Kudrow show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. the girl that uh, you see her awesome. naked. I've seen her naked and everything she's yep. been in. I and think. she's an entourage. Yeah, naked. And uh, I like she's her. She's nearly naked in my movie. Oh, okay. But just she's got a swimsuit on. But it's wet. and that brother Solomon comes out in August. August of 07? No, that'll yeah next next August. Yeah. 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 That's great. We're not done with it. I'm working really hard. Uh, we tested it twice, and we're doing some just recutting, and then I'm going to shoot this little prelude that's like 40 seconds long, and then there's this memory sequence that we've never shot that we now have to shoot. It's like a hole in the movie that we left that we got to go shoot now. So, All right. Yeah, I'm having a great time, and I like both these movies, and they're both funny and offbeat, and I think that... There's great performances through, throughout both films. I think that, uh, you know, on Mr. Show, a lot of the stuff, um, you know, especially in the later years, were written by, you know, Brian Posehn and Scott and BJ. And so, and in, and in that way, it was their sensibility. And then I tried to help make it, you know, whatever, tighter and try to deliver on it. And that's the case with both these films because I didn't write either of them. You just came in and... Tom Lennon and Ben Grant wrote the first one, and Will Forte wrote this most recent one. Awesome. And then what is, what is the fuck-up? I, I looked the you up, up on is IMDb. A book. You know, IMDb is kind of crazy, and I have, I have some problems with IMDb, but, um, I mean, it's a great service. I check it all the time, but um, the fuck-up is a book that I loved, and I bought, and I adapted, and I got a cast, and I don't have the money to shoot it, and I've met with. But it's producers. on IMDb already. Like it's well, they put it on up and running. When I cast it two and a half years ago, they put it up. And it's like, <laughs> well, you you know, it's one of those things where it's an indie movie, and you get the cast, and then you go out to producers, and you go, "Here's who I've got," and it's not in production. I mean, just I'm well, trying when to get it's the called money. the fuck up. Mistakes are going to be made. 
you have to you have to give him that. Maybe I uh, <laughs> cursed it by naming it after the book. Maybe that was well. But, that's um, also you would obviously I don't, have to change the title. What here's would you my change problems it to? with IMDb. Um, it's okay to make mistakes, but things are set in stone there. You know, it's yeah. like that's in there now, and it's crazy because it's been up there for two years and. I don't have the. I've never had the money to make it. There's never. It's never been in production, but it just stays there, and they don't check or fix it, or they don't ask. It's just fucked yeah, up. Yeah, you just have to be registered to to give them any tidbits you want. Yeah, and you, uh, you, know. you know, like, did you know Paget Brewster is friends with John Cryer? <laughs> That's on her IMDb page. Oh wow! That she's friends with a guy. I'm I'm happy for her because uh, you know I thought she was a total shut-in, <laughs> but she has the one friend. Friend, we uh, we I I I almost said we like this show is anything but just me and a guest. But uh, I remember that you once said um, that if you could marry a movie, yeah. do you remember saying this? Right. That you would marry Crimes and Misdemeanors, the Woody Allen film. Yeah. I'd marry Showgirls just because I'd want to get a little action. <laughs> out of it but uh why'd you say that i mean it's a funny thing to say but oh, you also man. love well, that movie though, i right? do love that movie uh, there's a couple of movies that i just love that i watch over and over and over i kind of think like a lot of people like you watch every movie and i have a lot of friends who are writers and they kind of go to as many movies as they can and i've always been uh you i, used, I tried to, to do that i tried to do that for a little while like when i first went to saturday night live i was like all my writer friends went to every movie and i was like yeah, of course you have to see everything you're in the business no you don't you don't right you i really mean i don't. really and i just i'm not going to ever be that person so i i kind of <laughs> i go to movies that are compelling to me uh if i can i have two kids so that makes it a little harder else i um you know, I get them on Netflix, but I do tend to watch. There's about ten movies that I watch over and over and over, and Crimes and Misdemeanors is one of them. It's a great movie. It's, well, it's, it's yeah, got it's, everything. It's, it's it really it's does. A, it's got it, comedy and drama, and, and it's a perfect mix. The you, mix you, isn't weird. Yeah, never pushes you on the drama, and it's it's sort of got so, it's got something to say that's pretty bleak. I, don't I was telling necessarily a, agree with it. I was telling a Law and Order fan how kick-ass Sam Waterston is in that movie oh, as the blind uh, priest, yeah. yeah, that like has to have a conversation with Woody Allen about like how about well, why would Landau? God do that to you? Well, how, Landau, how can Landau win an Oscar for uh, Ed Wood? Ed Wood and not win one for Crimes and Misdemeanors. I mean, they should just give him one every time. He was awesome in that Tucker movie about the car car making. Oh, I didn't see that. And he should win an Oscar for his work on Baps. Entourage, even though it was a TV show. What about Baps? And he was great in Baps. Got to bring up the Baps. Back in the seventies, there was there was like several movies like Mash and like with uh, the initials, but that yeah. sort of went away for a while until Baps yeah. brought it back. Oh, in a big, in a big way. Big way. <laughs> big huge way. Floodgates. Thank, thank you, Baps. <laughs> Well, so give me a couple more examples of like that you can watch it over and over again like that. Uh, With Nail and I, really? Oh yeah, that's a hilarious movie. But I've only seen it the one time. Oh, it's great. It's like meant to be watched over and over because it's got these monologues that are incredible that are just sort of juicy. You could just, you know, flip through it and just watch those. You know, um, give us one like that maybe people have heard of. 
Uh, I'm just joking. The, people thing, the one about that the thing about the dishes in the sink. Oh, that one. And how they're alive. <laughs> <laughs> the fucking grossest sink ever. And how about the drug dealer? Look, man, you don't have to get all angry about everything. <laughs> I'll <go>. You know. <laughs> Don't challenge me. He challenges the guy to take more drugs than him. Right. Oh, man, you're going too far. (laughs) He's so awesome, that guy. Uh, um, Give me one more. Give me a third one that you you watch constantly. Hoosiers. Yeah. I was just in uh, Indianapolis. And uh, I tried to make fun of Hoosiers on stage, Uh-oh. and they weren't having it. Oh. They were not having it. Because no. I do this whole bit about movies that are bad to watch when you're high, and I just and in front of all these people in Indianapolis, I go, you know the worst movie to watch when you're high? Hoosiers. And then they just all boo. <laughs> I say, no, Hoosiers, not ah. boosiers. <laughs> so, uh, but that there's, is... There's more bullets over Broadway. Oh, yeah. When Jennifer Tilly gets killed, it's a, probably oh, the most satisfying... Mur- so murder of a great. lady yeah. ever. So great. Yeah. Um, so there's probably a few Woody Allen ones in there. Oh, um, the there last a lot detail. of the old ones. Oh, yeah, with uh, the last detail. Randy Quaid and in his Chinatown. first role. Chinatown's Chinatown. another great one. Watch those over and over. Wow, you like Pop really great time. movies. You know, uh, yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> Thank you. You're a connoisseur of movies that everyone already said are great. Kind and of you M. just pile on. Kind of M. <laughs> That's did terrific. they come first or did I? <laughs> well, you were in Monkey Bone. I was. I kind of liked Monkey Bone. You did. I, I have never, to I've say, never seen it. I didn't hate. I didn't hate Monkey Bone. I've never seen it. Well, you should Let check me tell it out you about sometime. Monkey Bone. Certainly, the best screen work Chris Kattan has ever done. Uh, uh, His sequence is really good, and you're in the same sequence, I believe. Yes, uh, I've never seen it. Uh, I. Uh, I felt bad for Henry Selleck, who directed it. He worked on that movie for years. And, and he, I, I was at this REM concert that I got into from a friend, and he was there in this like VIP section. Thank you very much. That means uh, veritably... Uh, very, veritably, very important people. Okay, whatever. <laughs> and uh, he said, would you be in my movie? I keep calling your uh, managers, and they don't call me back. And I go, oh, shit, man. Sorry, I'll do that. Whatever. You know what this conversation goes like. Mm-hmm. You've done this before, right? I go, just tell, yeah, just tell me when. I'll just do it. Feeling guilty, automatically right. doing it just out of guilt. Like, I don't know. And it was true. Nobody ever told, gave me the script or asked me anything. You know, I'm sure. Whatever. You sort of played the character that way, too. Well, anyhow, he... he the character was very, I don't know. What. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> and I want you to tell me what you like about it, because... I did look at the script, and I thought, wow, this is intense. This script is really wild. And I knew what Henry had done, Nightmare Before Christmas, and that was interesting, and he was a great guy. And, uh, and he told me he's been t- you know, working on this thing for years. Anyways, I said, yeah, okay, whatever, I'll do it. You know, I mean, yeah. if I asked you to do something for a day, you know, a movie, you know, you'd probably go, sure, yeah, if I'm yeah, free I'm that kinda, day, I'll kind of waiting for that movie. call, but yeah, I'd say but, yes. But, you know... Uh, you, you know, you do things for other people, and people help you. Melvin goes to dinner. We made for nothing. Jack Black, David Cross, everyone just did it for free to help me out, you right. know? 
And and you just do those things, you know. And uh, I didn't really know Henry, but he seemed like a great guy, and he really wanted me to do it, which is nice because that's rare too. But you and, could never and, have anticipated Monkey Bone Fever. Well, well and so how much... I show, listen, I showed up, and I and I'd read my part of the script. Thank you. I'm I'm a pro, <laughs> and it's you know I'm a doctor, and I'm taking these organs out, and and uh, and I figure you know it's gonna be dark. This movie's dark. The guy goes to hell and all, and and there's no blood. I guess show up and I'm put. I'm doing the thing. I'm like, okay, right before the shoot, I go. So, okay, but where's the blood? When are we going to get the blood? And he goes, because that's the joke, right? I'm like slipping around in blood, right? And he goes, oh, they won't let us do blood. <laughs> yeah. So I had like KY, like this guy had KY in his body, like he didn't have blood. He had he lived off KY because it was clear. And I was like, oh, and and in inside me, I just went well. Then you're not making this movie, are you? You know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, you're yeah. not making the script that I read, and and I feel like Henry, also some part of him also went, yeah, I know, you're right, but I finally got the money after four years. Yeah, and one of the things I had to do to get the money was I had to promise there wouldn't be bloody sequences. And I had to agree and, to Brendan Fraser. And, and it's basically a very weird thing where, like, I had a movie. That somebody said, um, I will make this movie if you cast Avril Lavigne in it. It's made. It's done. You got the money. And I was like, I can't do that. I can't do that. (laughs) Oh, well, yeah. So someone else made Over the Hedge. uh, But I don't know if she's a good actress or a bad actress, but it would be different if they'd said you have to audition her. Then I would have said, "Fine, I'll yeah. audition her." But and then she'll spit on you when she's done. But I don't. I don't really know what she's like. But it's just <laughs> she's a spitter. It's just. But the, but you see, you get in a spot like that. You take a guy, Henry. He's worked for years on this script. He really believes in this project. And you know, the last two things they say are, "We will give you the fifteen million, no blood." And you got it. You know, it's hard to say no. And we do want to see Dave Foley's ass. They asked for that? Yeah, That's well, I think so, because it's in there. Anyways, tell me why you like it. Tell me about it. I just, I, you know, I saw it the one time. I haven't revisited it. Right. But uh, that sequence in particular is really funny, because Chris Kattan then starts running around with after you've taken out all of his organs. Right. And it's incredibly physical performance and very entertaining. And aspects of it are entertaining, because it does have the... Uh, you know, the way the movie's designed is really cool. Like, I did go into it thinking, oh, this is the guy who did Nightmare Before Christmas, yeah. so it's going to look neat, at least. You know, and I kind of worried it'd be like a Tim Burton thing, where it, like, looks neat, but then right. that's that's the whole show. And then and it, and it kind of is. But I just, I think the, the movie was such a tremendous flop, yeah. and I think it's remembered as not being good. Oh, yeah. And I wanted to set the record straight. It's got some integrity. Yeah, and that yeah. They, you know, and and of course Henry Selick has made hundreds of great movies since then. I don't think he's done anything. No, he? he's got something coming. Something's up. gonna, yeah. some animated no. thing, I think. Yeah. All right. Well, good for him and good for you. Let's check the time. We're almost out. All right. Now we play this game, Leonard Malton, at the end of the show. Awesome. Every episode. Do you know how to play it? No, I played a, a thing with that at a party once. Is it? I think yeah, it's, it's, not it's basically you pick a movie Similar. that you think the other person's heard of. You say the title. No, you don't say the title. You read the description. You No, you don't read the description. <laughs> you, you say the year first, 
And then you list the cast from the bottom up, and the person stops you when they think they know I'm going to be terrible at this. And, well, you can do one to me. That, that's right. not hard oh, to do. Okay, I'll do that. So pick one out and tell me and the year. And it's one I think you would know, yeah? Yeah. And, and while you're looking, let me ask you, IMDb, the mm-hmm. cursed IMDb, says that you are sometimes credited as Vance Hammersley. Well, I... No, that's not no, true, right? Well, no, no, that's... That's not even the right name, isn't it? A different... No, yes, it's his wrong. His name's Van Hammersley. Yes, it's wrong. <laughs> <laughs> on, on the Ben Stiller show, I use the uh, name uh, Van Hammersley in the Manson Lassie sketch. It's just a funny <laughs> name. I used it for Andy Dick was Van Hammersley. And Van Hammersley. Right. And I just liked it a lot. It's really stupid. And uh, so you use it whenever so you're I in have porn? used it once or twice since then, but I have no idea when, and I do not think it was. Uh, Weren't those instructional videos sketch that you did? Wasn't that Van Hammersley? Yes, it was doing the pool. Yeah, but tricky that pool shots. Mean I was cre- credited as him. That was a sketch right. You were playing a him. TV show. I'm not credited as every dumb character I ever played. Sometimes credited. They're idiots. Sometimes credited as guy in cape. It's a big toilet. Just a toilet of shit, of information. (laughs) All right, do you have Uh, one for me? Uh, No, I'm trying to... Because we don't have to do it. That might be a challenge for you because that's not easy. You're... Oh, yeah. This is a movie I was almost in, but I didn't do it. Oh, good clue. Chris, oh, the year? Year, yeah. 1998. Oh, okay. Christina Ricci. That's the last name on the list? Wow, she had a small part in something in 98. Okay, keep going. This, uh, uh, Sarah Michelle Geller. Geller. Okay, keep going. Harry Shearer. What the shit? <laughs> wow. Keep going. Michael McKeon. Oh, those guys have been in some movies together. Christopher Guest. All three of them. And Sarah Michelle Gellar and Clint Walker. Who the fuck is Clint Walker? George Kennedy. Oh, Bruce Dern. Jim Brown. (laughs) Ernest Borgnine. Frank Langella. Tommy Lee Jones. Robert Picardo. Dick Miller. Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. It's a Joe Dante movie. Right? <laughs> oh, shit. Wendy Shaw. Yeah, and she's in everyone. David Cross. Oh, 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 Small Soldiers. Yep. Ding, you ding, ding, fucker. ding. Small Soldiers. You're awesome. <laughs> well, Dick Miller's in every Joe Dante movie. I didn't know that. Yeah. You crazy trivia head. I, I was, uh, David and I were invited in to make that movie by Joe. We went and had a meeting. Uh, they had, I don't think they had a movie. They were working on the script, but they were going to shoot it in like two months. Uh-huh. And the thing, it came from, the way they told it to us is, this guy designed these toys, and he showed them to us. He was going to sell them. He was going to sell them on the market. He's a toy designer, famous toy designer. And we said, wait, wait, wait. Don't sell them yet. Let's make a movie about them first. And make sure and that, that you can never sell go, them. <laughs> Fuck you. you yeah. Know? Just make the fucking toys. And what what did David Cross say? Where's the money? Yeah. Thanks for the money? Yeah, I don't know if he did the wrong thing. I didn't hate, <laughs> That's another one I didn't hate. It's not good, but I didn't hate it. It's uh, Well, I know, you it's know, it's pretty Joe violent really for a kids it. movie. So I like that. You know. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, I, I'm learning, and I, I, it's just so hard to get a movie made, and there and people compromise. You look at Scorsese; he said from now on he's going to make low budget films. I mean, right. you know, he's not. He that's a statement about yeah. the Departed. That's a statement he's making. He's saying, you know what? Ah, I'm it's too much of that. pressure that's when there's that, that much shit. money. And you know that for the studio, people always think, you know, well, Scorsese, he can make any movie he wants. They're still going like, I don't know, Marty, you got something that's got everybody and it's got your music going and just do that, you know? Yeah, but he's going, going, I want to do a movie about gangs and the leader of one gang wears a top hat. (laughs) And they say, wait a second, (laughs) how much is this going to cost us? Yeah. (laughs) Well, thank you very much, Bob Odenkirk, ladies and gentlemen. Thanks. Um, You don't have to leave yet. You can sit here during my closing remarks. Yeah, that's good. Um, folks that are listening, if you haven't already, go to, uh, when you're at here at Handheld Comedy, go to the uh, Laugh Bank and sign up. It's our version of Frequent Flyer Program, uh, but you don't get anywhere. And uh, until next time, this is Doug Benson saying, buy a ticket to a small art film and then sneak into the blockbuster. Thanks a lot, you guys. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him cocky.